everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magical the Gatherings. So, uh, before we begin, uh, let's already get some ads out of the way here or just some announcements, ads, whatever you want to call them. Um, this show can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Uh, you can find certain select episodes that are videotaped, videotape, I don't, no one uses videotape anymore, on the Card Bazaar YouTube channel. That is my buddy coach from 10 Street Hooligans. I no longer have my own YouTube channel. I just, you know, it wasn't really going anywhere. And I want to I wanna make sure I want to try to get these this show and these episodes out to as many people as possible so went ahead and talked with coach and he's agreed to put on select episodes on there not every single episode is going to be going up on the card bazaar or anything like that it's going to be more you know interview episodes maybe select special episodes where i have more of a topic that i really want to discuss and my rpg companion series is going up there as well and um yeah yeah, so there's that, and so be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel and check that out. Uh, be sure to also check out the Ten Street Hooligans uh, channel as well, too, from They Said, We Said. We are going to be moving to Twitch very, very, very shortly. I actually think this is the first week that we're actually going live on Twitch, hopefully, um, for 10 Street Hooligans, and we're also going to try to be doing some streaming on there as well. Pixie Kitten and I will try to do some streaming because we want to try to make affiliate first and then just go from there uh, because 10 Street Hooligans, it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty exciting 2020 year for 10 Street Hooligans here. So, um, yeah, be sure to look out for that. Uh, really, just follow my Twitter at MagicWithZuby. Um, I, I don't have the Facebook page anymore because it was just kind of dead. Who uses Facebook anymore anyways? And I still have an Instagram, but I don't know. I'm so bad at using it. So Twitter is the main place where you can reach out to me for any kind of social medias for chatting with me. And all that other kind of good stuff. I also posted up my Magic Arena uh, name on there. So if you want to challenge me, I've already got a few people. And I did challenge someone today as of this recording. And felt a little bad. They were playing a mono green deck. Mono, mono green ramp. I didn't realize that they were playing a historic deck. I was just playing a standard deck. I was doing my is it control. And just got completely beat by this mono green ramp deck. And... I will say in the first game, I got flooded so bad in my, well, yeah, it's not really in my defense. It's more like I'm dumb and don't really know how to play magic very well. I kept a six land hand with an opt and I kept drawing nothing but land after that. Like I, I drew a few counter spells and some, you know, kill spells and all that stuff, but I think for three or four turns in a row, I drew nothing but lands. And then the second game that we had, it was the same thing. But it was weird. So this person, this Charlie Phoenix person or something, they, um, I don't, I'm not sure who that is. So if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, it's not that I was ignoring you on the second challenge or anything like that. It just literally wouldn't let me challenge you again. You prompted for a challenge. And when I hit accept, it, said leave your current challenge 
and you can do this. So I'm like, um, okay, it won't let me. And so I exited out of the game, went back in, and obviously by the time you did re-challenge me, it was a little bit later. I was in a brawl game, which I've been doing that arenabrawl.net, which has been really cool. Um, wait, before I start getting into that, uh, also uh, legitmtg.com. This show is sponsored by legitmtg.com. Uh, be sure to check them out for all your magic singles and sealed product. Uh, they are awesome as always. They've been supporting the show for going on almost four years now. That's freaking crazy and insane. So there's that. And um, yeah, uh, if you want to check out the show's Patreon, you can check out patreon.com slash magicwithzubi. And there's a whole bunch of cool stuff there as well. So anyways, yeah, so I've been getting into Brawl lately and Magic Arena. Finally getting into Brawl after the whole initial Brawl deal. And I don't play the Brawl on Wednesdays because I do D&D at night on Wednesdays. I'm actually a player. So I, by the time I do get home from D&D, because I work all day, then by the time I get home, um, I just, I'm tired and I don't want to actually play any Magic. So there's that. So they have that Brawl-A-Days holiday thing going on that you have to pay $10,000 and you get Rise of the Redeemed, which is already craftable. And there's already a whole bunch of stuff set on that, whole bunch of drama based on that. Uh, rise the or the brawler days and it shouldn't cost ten thousand dollars this is sort of watsy's way of monetizing people being able to play brawl all the time i agree with a lot of the arguments and a lot of the sentiment around it i do not like the idea that you'd have to pay ten thousand gold just for a brawl queue brawl queue which isn't even permanent it's only lasting until what sometime next month it ends um yeah i i don't like it i think it's dumb people really want a 24 7 brawl queue give it to them watsy just i i don't understand what's so tough about this just just do it i mean if you're worried about splitting the player base i mean don't be people are still gonna play standard people are still gonna be playing historic people are still gonna play brawl just just give the people what they want people are practically begging you to want to be able to play brawl all the time and there's this website arenabrawl.net that matches you up automatically with people to play brawl and that's where i've been getting a lot of my brawl fi- brawl fix i've built a rise the redeem deck a niv mizzet perun deck and a golo super friends deck i'm not i'm not too keen on my niv mizzet deck yet i think there's still a lot of tweaking to be done I think one of my problems with building a brawl deck is I'm trying to think about this too much like multiplayer commander where brawl right now is only one-on-one brawl and there's no pod play or anything so I think I need to sort of retweak my thought process on this and and just go from there I guess um the rise of redeem deck's pretty fun it's you know just basically what rise does is you build a crap ton of elves you pump up all the tokens and then you drop something like end maze forerunners and swing and win essentially end maze forerunners being your poor man's crater crater hoof behemoth and since we don't have crater hoof right now um, crater hoof uh, crater hoof isn't even pioneer legal is it because wasn't crater hoof in avison restored or something like that i think it was hold on let me look that up real quick here 
Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah, it was Avacyn Restored. Yeah, so it's not even a Pioneer legal card, so we'll never see that in Magic Arena. Um, I mean, eh, oh well. But anyways, uh, so there's been a lot of... Lot of this is going to be more of a news catch up type episode, just really um, going on just about some of the latest news. Um, I do before I get into that, I do have a another commander deep dive episode in the works. Um, I have the I, I put out a poll on my Twitter for you all to decide the next commander I talk about, and Omnath Locus of Rage was the chosen commander, so I have to not only find a guest. That will come on and discuss Omnath with me. I will. I also have to do a little bit of research. Um, really look over my deck list, and because what what we are gonna do, we're gonna compare our deck list, and we're gonna talk about you know what we really like about the commander and some of our favorite cards, and also the way other people build it, and just discuss it from there. And what new cards coming out, you know, have really helped the Omnath Locus of Rage deck. Uh, and I think there was a poll, or not really a poll, but I saw this animated GIF thing on Reddit somewhere talking about like the most popular EDH commanders, and I think Omnath was in the top 10 there, which is not surprising, because when you think about Omnath, Omnath can be super cheap to build and super easy to build, too, um, mainly because you just ramp up and get a whole bunch of tokens and a whole bunch of ways to play that deck is my buddy Kevin has an Omnath deck where he doesn't even need to swing and win he just plays it like a control deck more than anything which is I'm almost thinking about retooling my deck to be something similar but anyways anyways uh get um, besides going off track on that I've I've got that episode in the works and then I am on the lookout for some more people I want to interview I have some ideas in mind. It's just more, I'm kind of waiting for the holidays and New Year's to get past. So, because there's going to be a whole bunch of logistical issues right now because people traveling, people have holidays. I think maybe I'll get back into the interview swing of things when the holidays are over and get some more people on there. And yeah, you know, if there's anyone you're interested in wanting me to interview, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know because that's always open and if I want to interview them I will reach out and work on getting something scheduled that that's really the big thing with me it's I only really want to interview people that I'm genuinely interested in that I feel could come on and have a really good interview and a really good discussion and really get to know the person as well too it's not just going to be one of those oh what's your favorite magic deck type thing no we're you, you all have heard my interviews before it's all a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff but anyways uh, yeah it's, like I said this isn't probably going to be too long of an episode here and it's going to be mainly talking about the a lot of the a lot of the news that was dropped during the um during the game awards uh, what what was it? I think the Game Awards came out last Thursday. Well, as of this recording, I'm recording on the 15th, so it came out on December 12th. And be I'm just gonna go on a little little bit of a rant about the game Game Awards. Holy crap! I think this was my first year actually watching the Game Awards. I don't think I've ever watched it before, 
and all I have to say is, holy crap, that show is terrible. There's just no way around it. That show is just really, really, really bad. It didn't even feel like an award show at all. It felt more like commercials. That was it. And I don't know if that's how that show is supposed to be. It's nothing but commercials, but wow. It was just terrible, and there's so many games coming out where I'm just... I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a whole other thing. Maybe uh, Killabees and I got to do another... A VCR gaming episode and talk about the game award show and talk about because I've been playing been playing some cool games and there's I know there's been some topics we ought to talk about so yeah maybe um, anyway so uh, Theros Theros Beyond Death Theros Beyond Death released a new trailer it was essentially showing Elspeth my, my bae Elspeth she's one of my I'm pretty sure she's my favorite female planeswalker because I re- I think yeah I'm pretty pretty sure Elspeth you know if I had it my way the Gatewatch like if you're gonna represent the five colors and all that Elspeth should have been white I've never been a fan of Gideon at all just ever for blue my boy Jace it's my boy Jace uh, red obviously Chandra black Liliana. I mean, is there even another mono well, Obnixilis, but eh. I mean, Obnixilis is cool and all, but Liliana for black. Green I, I know green has been for as far as Gatewatch has been, you know, Nissa for the longest time now, but my boy Garouk, you know, he, he was one of my favorites before well, he was one of my favorites before Liliana drove him mad and all that during Innistrad. I've never, I haven't really cared for him after that. And then he went on that Planeswalker killing spree. But apparently in the book of Eldraine, the Throne of Eldraine book, he gets cured, I guess, from his madness. And so he's back to normal, which is cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I think that would be my perfect gatewatch. If I had to choose the five colors, Elspeth, Jace, Liliana, Chandra, and Garrick. You know, and if I had to choose what version, Garrick before Liliana made him go mad. And actually, I don't even know if that Gatewatch would even work because, oh, you know, I don't remember the story of why Garrick was going after Liliana. Wait, no, no, because Liliana cursed Garrick, right? Okay, oh god, okay, I'm going way off track here. This is not turning into the Vorthos cast here or anything. I'm barely a Vorthos. I barely know the whole story of everything. I I only know bits and pieces of it. (sighs) Okay, so Theros Beyond Death. The trailer came out, my girl Elspeth being shown what looks like to me in the underworld, trying to go through some other side of the portal or something like that she tries to rescue a little girl and then the little girl turns out to be this nightmarish looking creature then Ashiok comes up behind her and sends her down through the river or something like that I will say it it was a cool trailer and all that I liked it but when you compare it to the trailers of War of the Spark and War of the Spark and Throne of Eldraine which Throne of Eldraine that was fucking amazing i loved that trailer the little gingerbread cookie thing the uh the quality didn't seem as high 
I'm not saying it's bad, but didn't seem to be the greatest of quality there. But, I mean, I'm definitely pumped to go to Theros or go back to Theros here because Theros, I love the Greek mythology. I loved Theros the first time around. Born of the God, Born of the Gods and Journey into Nyx. I mean, Journey, I felt was better than Born, but the first Theros set was amazing. And some of the cards that they have already released and some of the others that have been spoiled. So the mechanics that are back, we have Devotion back again. We've got the new mechanic Escape, where you pay a certain mana cost and you either have... It's, so far, it looks like you have to exile some cards out of your graveyard and this card comes back. Oh, geez. That is going to be some some craziness for Escape. Especially since the newest Elspeth Planeswalker has escaped for four double white. So for six mana, this Planeswalker can come back. And someone, I, I read somewhere in the comments, it was either on Twitter or on Reddit, where someone sort of compared the new Elspeth Sun's Nemesis card to uh, History of Benalia. Which, now that I think about it, yeah, it, it can pretty much be History of Benalia in a weird way. So Elspeth Sun's Nemesis for two and, and double white. Uh, she comes out with five loyalty counters for her Neg one is up to two target creatures you control each get plus two plus one until end of turn. Her Neg two is create two one one white human soldier creature tokens and Neg three is you gain five life which is meh. But it also has the escape mechanic. You pay four double white. You exile four other cards from your graveyard and you cast this card. Uh, back onto the battlefield so essentially the history banalia thing is you do her nake two twice and then her nake one once to pump up those soldier tokens it's not going to be as strong as history banalia because history banalia created two two knights if i remember correctly and yeah so uh the escape mechanic is really cool thematically and i like the design of it but I've just got a feeling it's... I'm going to hate it. I'm going to end up hating it. I'm going to hate playing against it. Oh my gosh, it's going to be one of those cards where... You're going to like... Oh, I killed the Elspeth card. Oh look, now I'm now it's back on the battlefield again. And you're just... Uh, just sighing really loudly. Like, can't this card just go away? But... So Escape, Devotion, and Constellation are back. And then they also have the Sagas again. I'm so glad to see Sagas. I'm, I'm genuinely... That was probably one of my favorite parts from Dominaria were the Enchantment Sagas. The Enchantment Sagas are amazing. I love the design of them. I'm glad. And Theros really is the perfect set to have Sagas back. So I'm glad to see that again. And Constellation, it's, it's Enchantment Matters kind of mechanic so it's not too bad and I, I guess devotion I'm not surprised to see devotion here again so some of the cards that have been spoiled so far have been I mean they they spoiled the other Ashiok planeswalker as of this recording I should say by the way because by the time this episode comes out I don't know what other cards are gonna have come out by then uh, the Ashiok nightmare muse which is three uh, blue and black it is a five loyalty you her plus one is 
create a 2-3 blue-black nightmare creature token with whenever this creature attacks or blocks, each opponent exiles the top two cards of their library. Her Nag 3 is return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, then that player exiles a card from their hand. And her Nag 7 is you may cast up to three face-down cards your opponent owns from exile without paying their mana cost. I really like this card. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It, I like that it can protect itself with her plus one. And it's whenever this creature attacks or blocks, you get to have the opponent exile card. So it's not just attacking. I like that. And of course, the negative three, the bounce back, that could be really handy. You know, especially this kind of card would be really handy in an eight rack standard type deck where you just make them discard everything. They have something out on the field and they don't have any cards in hand. You bounce back that non land tart, that non land permanent back to their hand. Boom, they got to exile it now. Oh, that's a lot of feels bad. Yeah, I could see myself building some Demir eight rack with this. Would be pretty fun. Even a Demir Historic 8-Rack would be pretty fun. And then when eventually, maybe even a Pioneer 8-Rack when Arena gets Pioneer. Because yeah, I'm I'm not playing Magic Arena anymore. I sold out of it again. It's Yeah, that, that could be a whole other episode why I did that. But anyways, the so far they've only shown one God card at the time of this recording. It's the Biobox promo, the Athreos. Shroudveiled, Shroud Veiled, I should say, because I know how to speak. Uh, for four white and black, it's a god creature that's indestructible. It's a 4-7 and needs seven devotion of white and black. At the beginning of your end step, put a coin counter on another target creature. Whenever a creature with a coin counter on it dies, put it into or is put into exile, return that card under the battlefield under your control. Um gosh, that could be I like I like it. I like it. It's um, it's interesting, you know, you yeah because white and black both have a lot of kill spells. You get a creature with a coin counter on it on your opponent's side, and you kill it, and boom, it's under your control now. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, could be a pretty interesting commander. Will it see playing standard? It's always possible. I I really hope my boy Crufix is in this set. Krufix better be in this set. That's all I'm about to say. That's all I'm about to say there. I mean, some of the other cards that have been shown so far, I mean, nothing else really standing out to me too much. We also have Staggering Insight for a white and blue enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. It has lifelink, and whenever it deals combat damage, draw a card. It's not you may draw a card, though. You have to draw a card. So that is a slight downside compared to, if I remember correctly, Curious Obsession is a May ability. Yeah, you may draw a card. So this is basically Curious Obsession. It could definitely help out blue-white flyers, should that be a thing. And also if blue-white heroic is a thing. I don't think I don't think heroic is really a th no, heroic is not gonna be a mechanic in this set. And you can sort of tell because there's a card called Hero of the Winds, which is a 1-4 flyer for 4. Whenever you cast a spell that targets this creature, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0. So I think it's going to be, Heroic is really going to be sort of relegated to what prowess is now. You have to target a creature, which, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
But, um, I mean, these are really the only spoilers worth talking about right now. Oh, Green got another really good draw effect in Satession Champion for Tuna Green as Constellation whenever an enchantment enters a battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 counter and draw a card. You know, just because Green is really, really good right now. Green is a little bit ridiculously good right now. So, uh, yeah, that's really it for the Theros spoilers for right now. The other thing I wanted to mention is that's related to Theros. So, during the... I think it was when they aired the trailer of the Theros Beyond Death, they showcased one of the... They showcased that there was, like, this event on Arena, and you could play a Ashiok versus Elspeth deck, and they also showed a little card. It's a little well-known card in Magic the Gathering called Black Lotus. And a, little pe- a lot of people were like, what the heck is going on? So they built these two decks that had the power nine in them that you could play. It was a free event, and the event is going to be closed by now. But that was a... I played both decks. I thought the Ashiok deck was way better than the Elspeth deck. And it was weird. I won all three of my games. Because you got, you got a free pack of Theros uh, for playing. Like each time you won, you got up to three packs. And I... I um ah lost my train of thought there for a second, but no. Every time I chose Ashiok first because I like the Demir colors compared to just mono white, and it I blew out my Elspeth uh, opponent all three times, and I think only my third game is when I actually got to play with some Power Nine. Oh yeah, so I really, really, really enjoyed that event. That was a lot of fun just being able to play with the power nine is the only other time I've ever really played power nine is when I made a when I made this really crappy cube years and years ago and I put the power nine in there as a joke just a um they're all proxy cards none of them real they look real in a sleeve but you know that's another thing but no that was a really fun event and I'm glad that wizards did something like that because it was I at first I was kind of like come on really you're gonna have the power nine in this and then I actually play the decks the decks did feel really balanced against each other because even after my three wins I played a few more and lost to Zashiok then I played as Elspeth and Elspeth could really blow you out in terms of aggro and all that so it was that was a really fun event I enjoyed that it's I I like seeing stuff like that in the game where it heck if you know if they can program cards like the power nine in there there's no telling there's no reason why they couldn't put in eventually modern and legacy and stuff like that so the last sort of subject i want to talk about and yeah it's probably not the most popular of opinion but also during that game show awards they showcased another game coming out with the magic ip on it called magic legends which is apparently an mmo game i know they mentioned that they were trying to make an mmo what was it was it last year they mentioned that i think or was it two years ago because they're i know they've been trying to broaden the ip of magic i mean not only is a netflix show coming out but now there's another i think a mobile game that's either out now or already out it's not it's not the card game but something else and now an mmo my biggest problem with this is it feels about 10 years too late and if this is going to be a subscription based MMO 
I, I just have a feeling it's not going to do well because for all purposes of this discussion, I'm going to talk about World of Warcraft a lot and make the comparison because if this comes out and this is a subscription-based MMO and the game like mechanically is not good or the graphics just aren't there and it may and what if it looks like something like Lord of the Rings online or Dungeons and Dragons online you, it's going to have a really hard time trying to pick up steam let's be honest here and because the two big MMOs on that that are subscription based on the market right now are World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14 I don't think there's any way that this magic if this is subscription based I don't know if there's going to be any way this even comes close to even getting near you know those two titans and I I know the whole thing is you, you know they may they may not ever or does Watts even really want to because there's still dedicated fan bases that play Lord of the Rings online and the the Star Wars the Old Republic one uh, there's still people that play the Elder Scrolls online and um uh, what what did I just mention? Uh, oh, the Dungeons and Dragons online one as well too. So I would probably I don't I just don't think an MMO is a good idea. If this is a one of those MMOs where like let's let's just compare it to Destiny two right you you buy you buy the game. And then you still play online with other people. I know Destiny 2 is not a an MMO, quote-unquote, in the classical thinking of an MMO. But something like that where I wouldn't mind playing this if this was a one-time purchase. And, you know, they have a whole bunch of, you know, they have a shop like cosmetic stuff just like Destiny 2 has. I, I wouldn't care about that. But for this, I don't know. This would... Am I going to try the game? Yeah, probably. Eventually, I'll probably try the game for sure. But I don't know. If it, if this doesn't look anything like the quality, if this doesn't, this is going to sound bad because, you know, we have World of Warcraft is, you know, over 15 years old now. We have Final Fantasy 14 that's been around for a long time as well, too. Graphically, they're not the best looking games. Granted that. But they are also probably the more fluid MMO games that feel really good to play. And I'm not saying that the Magic Legends needs to have... Well, Magic Legends having really good graphics would definitely help it. You know, especially get people in. But if these are... If the graphics are really subpar and the gameplay feels really subpar, I don't see it lasting long. And this is all baseless speculation here. And I, I'm very, very, very hesitant about this. I'm not going to be, I feel like blindly singing its praises feels a little bit disingenuous to me. And I know there's a lot of content creators out there that are super excited to play this. Oh my gosh, they want to jump in. It feels like, especially the whole content creator community, content creation community, whenever a new thing jumps in, they want to be the person to get everybody's news. They want to jump on it first and be the first person to talk about it and, you know, get the name out there and all that. And I get it. 
I get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Is I, I, I was tempted to do the same, but then thinking about it, it's like, I'm e- even if the game is good, even if it's good, I'm not going to have time to really play it. Hell, I barely have time to play magic now. Um, but I, I'm just sort of going all over here. I'm just sort of talking out my butt and everything else. So all I really have to say to wizards is really, you know, it's, I don't know. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the MMO thing. And I, I know we discussed that it was announced probably about what a year or two ago. I just completely forgot about it and didn't think they were really going to do it, but hopefully it's decent. Hopefully it's good. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about the MMO. <sighs> so I guess that's really our show today. Uh, that is our show for Magic Wazoobie. Uh Like I said before, if you want to be able to find the show, the f- show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. It can also be found on the Card Bazaar channel on YouTube. Just search the Card Bazaar. And you can also catch me on the 10th Street Hooligans every Tuesday night live at 9 p.m. Uh, we have a Dungeons & Dragons finale coming up soon, so you do not want to miss that. And then I think right now it's just Pixie Kitten and I are going to be doing a New Year's Eve uh, special streaming until midnight. We might play some Magic Arena. We'll probably talk about a bunch of Magic. Uh probably getting a little drunk at the same time as well too and have just a lot of fun there so thanks everybody for listening and i hope you all have a really great day